When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The new Cheesy Angus at Maccas. Now that puts the win in winter. The Maccas Run. The Maccas Run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. Ah, yes, indeed. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Maccas Run for your Tuesday evening. Sam Hargraves with you. Looking forward to catching up on what's been making news today. But I hope you've had as good a day as you possibly could have had. How have you been putting it in? Where have you been putting it in? It's great to be chatting with you now and can chat further with you on one 736 736 on the Harcourt's open line. You can text in at any stage on 0433 98 11 16 on the 40 Winks Temper text line. That's 0433 98 11 16. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. And we do it all for the new spicy, sticky barbecue, Angus at Macca's. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to have your say on the news of the day. And there is plenty of that. Um, if you are eagerly just anticipating the outcome of uh, what was supposed to have been Toby Bedford's tribunal hearing tonight, it has been pushed back until uh, Monday night, the 4th of September. Obviously, we've got a, a week off this week with the pre-finals by, so... Toby Bedford for the uh, charge of rough conduct, uh, the incident with Zach Fisher in the third quarter of the Giants' win over the Blues on Sunday night. Careless conduct, medium impact and high contact. Uh, That's going to be heard at 2pm Monday afternoon. So uh, Giants fans and just footy fans in general, and um, you'll need to hang around until Monday to um, to find out if uh, Toby Bedford has been such an important part of the resurgence of the Giants' This year, uh, we'll be taking his spot uh, in their final next week. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 If you wanted to give me your thoughts on what you think of the final schedule, I'd love to hear it. Uh, Collingwood and Melbourne on the Thursday night. And then Carlton get the Friday night for finishing fifth. I might have thought that if you finished first or inside the top four, then maybe... Maybe the primetime spots might have been yours. I think we all agree, don't we, that Friday is still the position 1A. That is the penthouse time slot. That's, uh, that is the numero uno time slot. I would have thought that if you finished top of the ladder as the pies that you might have got that Friday night schedule. And I do spare a thought for Port Adelaide, who uh, had a top four finish to the year, but they've got to play Brisbane on a Saturday night and they won't be able to get out of there on a Saturday night. They'll have to wait till the Sunday. So we just keep finding ways to not reward the teams that finish inside the top four. Yes, you get a double chance, but, hey, if you finish fifth, then you're Friday night. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 if you wanted to have your say. Uh, on the final schedule, All-Australian squad was out, the 40-man squad. If you can tell me why we have a 40-man squad announced and not just announce the team, I'd love to hear it. Here, are, <laughs> Here's a group of people that won't be. In the, oh, the 44-man squad, rather. Here are 44 names. 22 of them might be in the final squad, so well done on almost making it. Uh, I just 
don't know why we don't just pick the team. one 736 There's a couple of whingers uh, from me to get things going. We can be a lot more positive. Um, and as one lovely person on the text just said straight away, yawn. Um, so I take that on board and thank you for giving me that feedback. I hope you're having a wonderful day. You seem like a good human. Um, AFL PA CEO Paul Marsh was on with Gary and Tim. It's uh, always a must listen whenever he gives the boys a, a bit of his time and he just gave an update on where things are at with the current CBA negotiations. What's at the heart of the impasse? Oh, it's a, it's a range of things. Um, I mean, there's, uh, I guess, the AFL's trying to wind back certain things relating to the players, which is concerning from our perspective. Um, Can you give us an example final, of that? Yeah, I mean, things like the, the male players leave, there's some commercial things, there's um, a few other parts that the AFL has put to us that they want us um, to, to go backwards, which we don't agree with. This could be a transformational CBA as we pick up um, not only the financial aspects, but also, you know, we think the game is in really good shape from what's happening on the field. Financially, it's very strong, but we do see issues around the people elements of the game at the moment. We've, we've got um, a huge number of past players who are struggling with, you know, health and safety concussion type issues and other, and other issues around their health, health. We've got issues around gender. We've got issues around race. And so these are all things that we're trying to address through this CBA. Um, you know, we've been going at it now for, uh, for a long time and we've sort of got to a point where the negotiations really stalled on the financial elements um, and others. Um, and, you know, it's sort of at a point now where I think if we, if we don't progress it in the next little bit, then, you know, potentially we're headed to an impasse. I'm not going to get into the specifics of what might come. I think the, the reality of this is we're still committed to trying to get a deal done. Um, I'm just being honest with you in terms of where it's at. And, you know, if it gets to a point where this breaks down, then there's a variety of steps that we're planning to take. And, you know, if it gets to that point, you know, we'll make, we'll make it known what they are. So that was Paul Marsh, sen.com.au, to hear the, the full chat, the CEO of the Players Association. Uh, we don't want it to get to that stage that the NRL um, negotiations or lack thereof went to, but uh, sooner or later something's going to have to give. So what that will be uh, remains to be seen. But at the moment they're working off an outdated CBA, which isn't how things in a multi-billion dollar uh, industry should be uh, panning out. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the fallout or the response to Adam Simpson uh, being backed in by the West Coast Eagles board uh, to complete, well, at least next year and who knows after that, but still two years to go on his contract as the head coach of the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Mark Duffield, who does mornings on SENWA, has tapped in and um, finger on the pulse as there is in WA, um, was on with uh, the boys earlier on this morning um, and just gave us an insider's or someone who's very close to the inside view on uh, how this has been received in the West. What happened is a few weeks ago, the language of the board changed. So basically what we were doing sort of on a, you know, a week-to-week basis or probably on a basis of when they had a bad loss, you do a bit of a temperature check with uh, people you know on the board and find out what they're thinking. And what happened was they went from being Adam Simpson is a contracted coach to Adam Simpson's position was a matter for discussion. So clearly there was consideration being given uh, to moving Adam Simpson on. But at the end of the day, they met to decide on it last night and they decided that um, he would uh, he, he would be going on. So that was Mark Duffield, who, who spoke uh, early this morning 
and and discuss just how there's been a, a change in in the fans' view of it too. Almost a, a wave of public support trying to back uh, and looking to back Adam Simpson in against whether it be the media in the West pushing for change or in Victoria doing the same thing. So the uh, the power of the people, he believes, has uh, has had an impact as well, possibly. Uh, Tony's niece Bentley, who wants to speak about Adam Simpson. Tony, hello, mate. Good day, Sam. Um, one thing I've I listened to Mark and I listened to Tim Gossage on Jared's uh, show this morning. One thing they hasn't been discussed is the Waffle Commission own the Eagles and Fremantle, and with the penalties for going over the soft cap, which have been estimated to be seven million dollars if they did sack Simpson, that means a club like Claremont, Subiaco, etc., receive less of a dividend because there's not as much surplus that West Coast can give back into the football community, WA. No one's mentioned this, and I bet you those clubs were furious that they may be facing a $300,000 dividend from the Weagles if they sack Simpson. Yeah, I don't think that would affect the clubs at all, given how much money that West Coast Eagles have in the bank, Tony. But Jared he, uh, Jared Waitley has been really big on this. He believes that that's been grossly over-exaggerated, the tax that they would get for going over what their soft cap allowance is. Um, he, he has spoken at length about what he believes the real scenario is and, and has been suspicious of that story getting put out um, and where that story might have originated from uh, for a long time now. Um, he doesn't believe that's how that would play out and they wouldn't be paying anywhere near that in tax um, for paying out his contract and then appointing another coach because they wouldn't be paying out, they wouldn't be paying the next coach that comes in the same uh, and then they would be able to smooth the money out uh, of what they would have to pay in terms of a tax. So that's, he believes, grossly exaggerated, Tony, and I don't think that it would have any effect on the Waffle Clubs um, given it would come out of West Coast pretty uh, pretty deep um, and pretty extensive um, savings that they've got there, mate. Uh, always great to hear from you, though, buddy. Thank you, Sam. And I'll, I'll, I'll stick to my numbers because I'm an accountant. And yeah, I'll someone get in the waffle. Look, I can't. Someone in the waffle has done the numbers and spoken up. Yeah, that, well, they've, they've spoken to somebody who's. Uh, I, I know that John Ralph's been uh, big on this story for a while as well. But just go back and have a listen to that chat. I know Jared spoke about it this morning. He's gone through it in detail about why he doesn't believe that to be the case. I can't reel them off off the top of my head, but I think he's done the numbers as well. So worth going to the podcast and having a listen tone, I reckon. No worries, Sam. All the best. Good on you, mate. Lovely to chat to you. one 736 736 Sam's in alert. Wants to speak final schedule. G'day, Sam. Come on in, Sam. Good morning. Good evening. Good morning. Going, buddy? Wow, have you, are you, uh, do you do night work, night shift, Sam? Yes, I do. <laughs> are you just getting up or, and have had no, to head no, into no. work? I'm, I'm doing an emergency, so I'm, uh, oh, I'm mate, well, thank you. By trade. You're an so. out and out hero if you're an emergency worker, so thank you for everything you do. No, cheers, buddy. So, uh, yeah, Russell, I believe, spoke about that soft cap uh, earlier as well, didn't he? Uh, who was that, sorry? Dwayne? Right. Dwayne Russell, yeah, I think he taught, he spoke about it for about 20 minutes or so. I missed the pipe today. I was um, just attending to the, the child's needs, uh, young Charlie Bear, but I did miss the pipe, so I didn't get to hear that. But there we go. There's another place that uh, Tony can have a listen, sen.com.au. Sam, you wanted to talk about the final schedule. What have you got? Yeah, yeah I think I think it's fairly, fairly done. I, I mean, Collingwood finished first, so they have to have a day extra uh, in terms of if they win. 
or lose. If they lose, they they have a day an extra day ahead of the other clubs. I think that's a fair fair deal. Ah, see, I hadn't thought about that, Sam. I hadn't thought about the recovery time um, on the other side of it. Um, and, uh, I just Carl, had a look at the Carl time Carl... slots and thought, gee, it's finishing fifth and you've got the prime time posse. Yeah, and then Carlton, they're, they're just a blockbuster team. Um, I mean, they attract crowds. They attract audience that watch TV. I mean, it's always a 20% boost. I mean, if you put Paul Adelaide in Brisbane, it's going to probably have half half the viewers watching. Yeah, well... And at the end of the, end of the day, it's it's a business as well. It needs to be. No, I get that. Not as well. I get that. I think you're exactly right as to why that decision's been made. That's certainly been made to try and maximise and capitalise. So I, I 100% believe and agree with you that's why Carlton, despite finishing fifth, have got the primetime slot, um, even though Collingwood are, are the bigger club. But when you talk about fairness, wouldn't you think it's unfair to Port Adelaide that the fact that they are playing the last game, despite finishing um, third on the ladder, they're playing in the final time slot, so they will have a lot less recovery time? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to be a pickle for either team that loses and plays six days later or so isn't it? Yeah. So I just think they've been probably unfairly treated in that. And and when people speak about that, they believe that, you know, the non-Victorian clubs get the raw end of the deal. This is, these are the things that they point to when they, um, when they have that belief. So this probably doesn't help. Doesn't every club, the general manager have a say in terms of, Hey, no, we want this time slot. Not that I'm aware of, but you could be right, Sam. I haven't heard that before. I'm not aware of that. Uh, it'd be a good question to ask. Maybe that's uh, yeah. one we can throw up the uh, throw up the chain and see if anyone's able to, to give us an answer on that. But that's a good point you raise, and, and we'll see what we can find out. Uh, thank you for giving the other side of it, mate. I appreciate it. Thank you for picking up and giving me the, my two minutes. Uh, anytime. <laughs> You're a good man. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Heaps of other news happening, but our very good friend Andy and Taralgan, one of our favourite people, uh, has been good enough to grace us with his presence and uh, put another question to us. Andy, hello, mate. Yeah, Sam. How are you tonight, mate? I'm really well, thanks. All the better for speaking to you. It was good meeting you last Saturday fortnight, mate. Well, thank you for seeing me. Uh, uh, it was awesome to meet you in person, mate. It was great. Yeah, you made my day too. Made more special. Oh, thank you. That's really kind. You made mine. Uh, and your uh, Taralgan ties are into the grand final. That's exciting. Yes, yes. We won We won the um, the city final last Saturday against Woodside and we got a week off. And we, yeah, in the grand final next Saturday, we played the winner out of Woodside and Hakefield. Brilliant. No, I'm, I'm wrapped for you, Andy. Hey, what's a question for us? Okay, my question this evening is, See the AFL finals begin next Thursday, the 7th of September. Name me the three of the best of the best AFL greatest finals upsets. Oh, the greatest finals upsets. Uh, right, 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 right. I would suggest... Why don't we say the 1999 prelim, Carlton beating Essendon. Uh, given where Essendon were at at that time, uh, that would be one greatest finals upsets. Uh, I reckon there was a few years ago in the COVID year where Collingwood went over to West Coast and West Coast was still flying and uh, Collingwood beat West Coast over there. I reckon that was a massive upset given their injuries at the time. They had to, they were, the isolation that they had to go through was pretty intense. I'd say that was a pretty big upset. Um, and... 
Oh, what about maybe maybe 2004, Port Adelaide beating Brisbane, even though Brisbane was sort of out in their feet and uh, looking for four in a row. Uh, that was a fair upset as well. I'm, I, you know I'm not great at these, Andy, but that's a, what about yours? Give us your three. Okay, my free and official mention, Collingwood defeated Richmond at the Prettyman final in 2018. That's a ripper. That's a very good one. Western Bulldogs defeated Hawthorne in the city final in 2013. Yep. GWS defeated Collingwood in the Prettyman final in 2016. That's a good one. And the special mention of Fremantle defeated Geelong at Geelong in, in, in a quarterfinal was in 2013. Yeah, they did. I'll also put the Dogs 2016 beating Sydney. Um, they were young and, and upstart. They came from seventh. So I, 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 I'll, I'll put that into mine uh, as well. That was a massive upset, I reckon, that year. Andy, always love chatting to you, mate. I'll speak to you very soon. I'll talk to you very soon. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Andy wants to know the top three greatest upsets uh, in finals. If you've got some better nominations, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A bit more news to get through on the other side of the break uh, on the Macca's run for the new spicy sticky barbecue Angus at Macca's. This is the Macca's run. The new cheesy Angus at Macca's. Now that puts the win in winter. The Macca's run. The Macca's run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. We love him and, and his strengths that he brings as a person and, and as a player um, helps complement all of us. And, um, yeah, I know that he loves playing for our footy club. So, um, you know, that'll play out. But I've got no doubt he will, um, you know, be in the red, white and blue next season and beyond. Adam Trelaw at uh, the Kennel today speaking about Bailey Smith. Sam Edmund reporting on SEN that uh, the management of Bailey Smith have given Western Bulldogs assurances that for the time being, he's going nowhere. That's all up at sen.com.au. They rang the trade bell today with Jared Waitley, and uh, it's all up there, sen.com.au, for the full trade update. Brody Grundy, Mitch Georgiades, uh, Liam Henry, Ben Mackay, you name it, it is all up there. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Got about a minute and a half left before we get stuck into off the tee, but Nick's in Hoppers Crossing who wants to speak final schedule. G'day, Nick. Good day, mate. Uh, it's been a while since we've spoken. Thanks for taking my call. How are you going? Lovely to be speaking to you, Nick. What have you got? Yeah, well, I'm not really happy with the, with the time slot. So why are we, why are we making the time, time slot 7.50? You can make it 7.10, but both games 7.10. I don't have a problem with that. That's, that's issue one. And the, the other issue is, um, must be noted that the Secure Van Carlos, they're the most least um, experienced in the finals. That's, that's the point two. And I think what they could have done is... Um, Made it Thursday, Friday. Let let the the, the bottom four play off the, the, for the elimination finals, and the top four play on on the Saturday. You don't need a Sunday. You got you got a you got a um, port ports not disadvantaged. They can because they've got to play Brisbane over there. You can't play during the day because of the yep. humidity factor. And then you got Collingwood, Melbourne during the day at MCG. That would have been fine. Or what they could have done is um, played one game Friday, one game. Um, Thursday and then Saturday, Sunday could have done that way. Yeah, but, Nick. Uh, there's a lot of different options. I was just, I just did, mate. I was just a little piqued my interest when I saw who got what time slot and when. But thanks for giving us your thoughts on that. Daniel wants to give us a couple of finals upsets off the back of Andy uh, from Taralgon's question. G'day, Daniel. G'day, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. What have you got for me? Upsets. Oh, mate. I reckon. Uh, I reckon the Hawks defeated the Cats in the away granny was an absolute um, shocker. 
Daniel, I'm so glad you brought that up because if I had have said that, it was the first one I thought of, but the beautiful Evie would have whacked me when I got home because she thinks that's me bragging about Hawthorne's success. So thank you for doing it for me, my man. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I think the Cats, that was the year they, they let, let that one slip big time. You have a look at probably one of the greatest teams running around. Yep. Effectively undefeated all year, one aberration against Collingwood, but then to get rolled by some pretty dirty tactics from uh, Clarko, that, uh, that was a bad loss for the Cats. Yeah, I don't know about the dirty tactics. I wouldn't agree with you on that, but they certainly did change that behind uh, rush behind rule uh, after that, but I don't think that's dirty. Uh, Daniel, but thanks for the call, mate. I appreciate it. Oh, Liam in Melbourne. I've got about 10 seconds left, Liam. Just throw up the game quickly. That's the upset. Mate, Geelong supporter. I had to agree with Daniel. 208, Hawthorne, Geelong. It still sticks with me. You're a good man. Thanks for making it brief. I'm a good friend, Mother in Geelong. I've run out of time, buddy. Off the tee is up next.